Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast. I am your host, Devin, and I am here with your magnanimous host. This one. The one with the most. <laughs> Try to be. <laughs> your, your preacher for the day. Uh, yeah. EJ. What's goody? What's going on with you, man? Chilling. Another day, another dollar. How was your fourth? I worked, so it was whack. Oh, <laughs> but you didn't go out afterwards. No, I I worked till eleven p.m. So, wow. And then I had church the next day, so you know, it's just oh man, there's no fun. Like my weeks are whack now. Like I used to have the before Rona hit, I had the perfect schedule. It was Monday through Friday, like ten to seven. Yeah, perfect. I mean, I could do whatever. But now oh, I'm I, I'm working like Saturdays and Sundays, and off Mondays and Fridays, just whack stuff. Oh yeah. The... Because like Monday off is like it's cool, yeah. Only, but only if you have Saturday or Sunday off itself. Yeah. It's and not you, like cool yeah. if you're working through the weekend, right? And you know, Sunday's always been a work day for me, right? Always. Right. So I've never had that. Oh, let me go like to the Cape for the weekend. I've never had that because <laughs> it was like I always had to handle my Sunday stuff. So you know, but like I said, I'm always just grateful to be working absolutely i mean my job was kind of cutting people off like last uh last week or so so it was kind of devastating really yeah so the sunday gig or the no 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 no. five uh the nine to five everybody at church is doing okay okay all right that's good how about you um everything's good for me i mean we just got our summer friday schedules uh, I'll have a few Fridays where I have office and actually some Mondays. So we usually like mix it up where it's like you get three Fridays and two Mondays off. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just trying to figure out the rest of the summer. I mean, there's not much. Here's the thing. It's weird. Cause it's like, there's not much to figure out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like, Birthday is a wash. That, that, yeah. Like I've been saying this stuff like, like <laughs> nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All these years. <laughs> Right, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the rest of the summer. Nah. You know, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there. Nah. And by here and there, I mean I'm gonna go to the grocery store. Right, I'm right. I'm gonna come back. I may I may go to a friend's spot. Yeah. Although I will say, um, so fourth of July, me and a girlfriend, we went to we did like a miniature bar crawl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we went to two spots. Uh, we tried to go to like black owned spots to like you oh, know, of course. You know, patronize them and whatnot um the only thing was it started raining like midday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i mean it didn't really i mean we couldn't really we didn't stay out for, for very long yeah and it's not like we had fireworks and like some place to do all that stuff at but we did wind up at like my friend's spot and we wound up like just drinking there yeah having a good time um and then yeah, that was the end of the night. That was the that was literally the Fourth of July. Nothing special at all. Nah. I also just didn't feel like celebrating. Of course, yeah. You know, like just given With the situation, you know, it really brings to the forefront like what this holiday means. Yeah. You know, for, at least for me personally, and I've been feeling this way really for like maybe since Trayvon Martin died. I'm not gonna lie, like that year. Mm-hmm. And like when and when Black Lives Matter really like <clears throat> took off the the first time, that that July Fourth was the first one where I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, I, I love the idea of like getting together with people you love and having a day off, you know, and all that stuff. But then when I'm really reflective of like the actual holiday and the significance of it, while it was a step, you know, towards emancipation for black people in some sense, it's it's kind of like, I don't know if we get the end of slavery without the end of British rule. I don't know. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it's hard to say. I'd say so. It, I, I, I mean, I think it eventually happens, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that timeline looks like. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, for all we know, slavery could have ended in 1960. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, in, in one sense, I'm kind of like, all right, cool. You know, that was the first step. And then, you know, you had people who had participated in, uh, you had Black people who had participated in the American Revolution who were now ex-slaves. And I think even those people who didn't participate, but they saw kind of like the framework under which you get your independence, I think that starts kind of like making things click for slaves and abolitionists alike. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Slaves and free people, I should say. Um, and abolitionists so i don't know i'm a little conflicted about independence day but it's a great movie oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) a classic (laughs) that's like the only thing i actually look forward to i'm like man where's will smith yeah do they play that every year i don't know they should Uh, yeah (laughs) so uh, before we get into it i want to talk about because we haven't talked about it for some reason these fireworks can uh, we just is it still heavy like that? Yeah, you don't hear them. No. Wow. I mean, I've, I mean, where she quarantines is by the university. They're oh no, yeah, they're not doing that. Yeah, they're not doing that over here. So <laughs> it's definitely a it's definitely in only in black neighborhoods that this thing is happening. Yeah. So, but my friend who lives kind of like near one forty fifth, she was saying that. You know, at one point it was really just like hectic, like all night, yeah. stop. Yeah. But then, you know, after all the reports had been coming out, it kind of eased up a touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now it's like sporadic, like, but it's still so late at night. Like, I don't get it. Like, why is it three thirty really? in the morning? Wow. Like, like your friend said, it gets it got lighter, and it's like, okay, we're not doing it tonight. <laughs> And then, like, <laughs> at 4 o'clock, it was just, like, you were hearing like, some random pops. And I'm like, really? Wow. And I, I thought to myself, I said, there's no way nobody's telling the cops about this. But then I, I, my friend said um, on Facebook, I was talking about it, and she said her brother is a cop, and they were told to not even respond to those calls. So I don't wow. know if it's something sinister going on, but... um definitely it's going on longer than it should have been going especially so aggressively because you know living living in an urban neighborhood you're gonna hear that here and there but at least at a decent hour yeah even i mean in previous years it's not even that constant i mean maybe in certain blocks it is but you know you hear it go for maybe maybe an hour maybe maybe in a Um, decent hour at that yeah and it's usually very just like you hear one go off and then it's like another five minutes before the next one goes off. It's never like, it's just been constant. Like 
one after another, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, this is... Um, and it was, was so funny about it that we just came out of quarantine, so I don't know how people have access to these many... Um, Fireworks. I mean, like... I don't know, like the quantity, like I don't know how you buy them, but it's just like tons and tons of fireworks. It's just like OD. So, yeah, I mean, I know, I don't think they sell them in New York State, but I, I believe a lot of people get them from Pennsylvania and possibly even Connecticut. Mm. Um, I don't know if they sell them in Jersey. I would just, I mean, I could see it being sold in Jersey, but you know, I've never seen fireworks sold in at least not in the city or even in like Westchester places like that. So I assume people just go up to like Connecticut or they're going out to like Philadelphia and somehow getting them in. But yeah, I think it's pretty easy to get fireworks. You know, even even in a quarantine, like if you know someone that's selling them, like oh, sure. they probably they probably ordered those things way back in like April or May or whatever, and they just had them stockpiled you know, ready to go for the summer. Mm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of those people are trying to get all that inventory off of their hands. So I can see them selling it at discount prices. Oh, sure, know, bun- sure. Bundling, bundling yeah. them up. But, you know, to your point about, like, the cops not responding, I've, I've even, I know there were a lot of reports about police officers being the ones yeah. who were sending them off. Or giving them away. Or, like, they were yeah. giving them the people in the hood. Which is right. so interesting, like for so many reasons. I don't, I don't even think that's the case. I think they were literally setting them off themselves. The cops. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why not? Well, people were saying like, like people were saying about the protests. Yeah, I mean, you could get you could get a bunch of plainclothes officers to go out there and set them off, and the reason why they were doing it is because they were saying that they were trying to basically keep people from going to sleep yeah. so that they wouldn't have the energy to go protest. Right. That's what I heard. Yeah. Which that's that's cynical right there. Much, much, most definitely. But I mean, I don't think it's worked because no. I think people have just gotten angrier. Yeah. <laughs> and people are so much smarter these days. Yeah. I don't know. People just can call. I don't. We have more information available to us. Um, but you know, we can see a plot, like something yeah. like that. Like now, you have these massive amounts of fireworks being set during Black Lives Matter protests. Mm-hmm. It's just. Come on, people can see through stuff like that these days. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think it's a lot of these. A lot of these tricks have been, you know, deployed before. You know, people are a lot more. Um, they're a lot more critical of police officers and also just like media coverage, things of that nature. So, you know, with that comes kind of like uh, I don't want to say a conspiracy mindset. But you're definitely much more aware of your surroundings. Yeah. And you're just more like conscious of like how things are happening in conjunction with one another. And that's the so. I think that's the good thing of living in the age of information. Cause I think even like thirty years ago, people would be like, Oh no, cops wouldn't do that. <laughs> like just stuff like like stuff right. like the, not the police. They, they still saying that now. <laughs> yeah, it's like not the cops. And it's like, what? Are you yeah. kidding me? You have all the video evidence you need. Yeah, like, yeah, just nah, that's nah, the, nah, that couldn't have happened. Yeah, that's the great thing about today. <laughs> okay, so that's that. But, so we can go to it now. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody, as we promised, we said we were going to have a little bit of a new format. We're going to try this out. So we are going to have a saint of the week and a sinner of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 
we're gonna do it in this order though. First, because we're gonna end on a good note, so we're gonna save the good. saint for last. Good, good, good. And we're gonna start off with the center. Mm-hmm. So the center of this week is Terry Crews. My how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Remember when you first saw Terry Crews like in a movie? What movie do you did you first see him in? Friday after next. Friday after next. The first one I saw him in what may have actually been training day because oh, he yeah. plays because he's an extra yeah that, that came out before yeah yeah okay. and so so i remember it was i think the movies i remember him being in were training day first then he was in friday after not friday after next no no it was friday mm-hmm. after next. when did white chicks come out and i think white chicks came out after that and that's when he kind of took off yeah, in terms of just like being his own celebrity, kind of like being his own uh, star and actor, and building up his resume. What's really unique about all three of those films is that black people basically put him on. Mm-hmm. So with Training Day, that's directed by Antoine Fuqua. You know, basically he put. Terry Crews on because I think he was hanging around the lot as a bodyguard to somebody and they just needed someone who was kind of like intimidating kind of like bigger muscular dude right so who better than than that so they put him in there and then I think he was kind of doing the same situation where he was a bodyguard for I don't know if it was Ice Cube or someone else that was on set but they asked him like yo do you want to be in a movie and so they had him, like, uh, I think, read for, um, I forget, Damon? Was that, mm-hmm. the, yeah. was that his yeah. character? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think they had him read for Damon, and and they say he was perfect for it, just because, like, I guess from hanging around the set and just, like, the way he, you know, he acted and just, you know, just his actual personality. They said, oh, you might be great for this role. So I think that's how the story goes anyways. So they put him on to that, and I'm sure the Waynes brothers saw him, and that were like, we should have this guy in for white chicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and he's that's not the only Waynes brother that he's actually worked with. He also worked with, um, with Damon, with Damon Waynes on uh, what you call it? What's that show? My wife and kids. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he was on that for one of the episodes as well. And then you know you see Chris Rock put him in shows. Oh yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Anyways, his whole catalog is basically him rocking with black people. And I'm not talking about like, you know, kind of like, oh, they're like iffy black. You know, you don't, you never know where they're going to side on issues. Like, these are people who have a very strong stance about <laughs> black people, particularly in entertainment and in the world. And being black. And being black. Like, how do you, you can't work with the Waynes brothers without acknowledging that they basically i won't say that they put black comedy on but as it pertains to like sketch comedy yeah absolutely they were like they were one of the pioneers that really put it out there to the public and like they were breaking other entertainers into the entertainment business that's Mm -hmm. how good their show was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know you can't work with um antoine fuqua who is done tons of different movies that star black people 
as the lead roles that movies that like don't necessarily need a black person to be the lead role but have like he's knocked it out the park tons of times can't work with ice cube yeah <laughs> like, nwa dude literally has his his initial album there was america's Mo- america's most wanted which he spells america with three k's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how is it that you work with all these people and then you fix yourself to say something as atrocious as we need to make sure that Black Lives Matter doesn't turn into only Black Lives Matter? I was like, I'm reading this tweet. I'm like, does he even know what Black Lives Matter is? Right. And, and you know, it's not the first time that he's done something like that where, like, he's basically kind of like in in wwe when a character like goes from good to being bad they call it um turning heel this is like the second time he's done this in a matter of like a year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because there was a whole situation with gabrielle union where she was saying that you know we've seen a lot of or she had personally been victim of some racial discrimination on set with America's Got Talent. Right, right. Um, and, you know, this is a woman who came to his defense. I was about to say that. Just about to say that. Yo. Just about to say that. Yeah. She she comes to your defense when everybody, especially Black men, were just not even giving you, uh, you know, a, I don't know, any sort of support or whatever. She's She publicly is like, no, this type of stuff happens and we need to protect men like Terry Crews and we need to give them the space to say, to, you know, talk about their uh, experiences uh, with sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. And and you thanked her by completely negating her experience on a show that you're a co-star on. Yep. How does this happen? I don't understand what his like malfunction is. Like, what is it that's causing him to just completely uh, want to ignore the simple being of like black people? I don't. I don't get it. Um, so my first question is, why does he keep putting his foot in his mouth? When no one's asking for his opinion. Well, I think people, they like to speak up on things. Whether First of all, people who usually put their foot in their mouth, they don't know that what they say, or maybe they do know actually, but usually they don't know what they say is going to spark such controversy. They think they're expressing their view. And like, I guess when you go from zero to a hundred, your spec, your view can change. It's like, okay, like you went, you were poor, you were living, you, you were, you were nobody, you were black, you were living the urban communities, but then you get this massive amount of wealth. Now you're up, you're hobnobbing with the top elite. Then you kind of forget, I'm going to say forget where you came from, but then your your view can change. His, his wife is white, right? I don't think so. I think his wife is... No, I know they say they're biracial kids or something. Yeah, I think she passes. She might be biracial herself. I'm not, I'm not going to comment on it, but I know she's very light-skinned. I'll put it like that. I just think... Very... <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. Okay. (laughs) I think he (laughs) um, progressed himself into a certain society that 
may have changed his views somehow. He doesn't have to deal with certain things that maybe the average black person will have to deal with. Not that that's an excuse, but I think he just has these different opinions now that he may not have had 20 years ago when no one knew him. That's a theory. Um, why does he keep doing this? I don't know. Because how, how do you not even come to this woman's defense, a black woman? And it made me think about, right. it made me think about Malcolm X's quote, like the most disrespected person in this country is the black woman. Yeah. If not the world, but definitely this country. And like this lady stood up for you when you were, you went through your sexual assault thing. And then when she kind of had her thing, which we know is an actual thing. Right. He, right. He acting like, oh uh, yeah, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like he was like, yeah, I don't. He said, I have never experienced that on this set. And I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. And I was like. Just left her. Jesus. You know what was crazy about that? It turned out that like his wife had told him not to say anything. Like don't even comment on it. Mm. Because she knew that what he was going to say was not going to be taken. Uh, It wasn't going to be taken well. Yeah. At all. And so, like, one, it, it just kind of shows, at least in that particular situation, it shows to me that he doesn't actually respect the opinion of his wife, and he also does not respect uh, Gabrielle Union. So it makes me feel as though he doesn't really respect Black women. That's what I was going to say. I think... As a whole. Yeah. I think Black women, their their whole thing is, can we at least have you all value us? Maybe if yeah. y'all do... <laughs> then maybe other people will. And it's right. just like actions like that, you know, just prove that not all black men will stand up for black women. And that just ostracizes black women even more. Because mm-hmm. being a black man in this uneven society, you still have more than a black woman. You still have, you still can get a little bit more respect than a black woman. Yeah. Someone told me um, that or I saw it on a meme uh, it said that black men are the white men of the black of black people. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, like, and, and, I was like, in damn. our world, we are like the top. We are the top of the echelon, which so, is horrible because like a lot of black men do stuff like this, and it's like it does not help to progress any of our causes. Yeah. Um. You know, did you see his interview on CNN with Don Lemon? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I almost couldn't finish it because there was a lot going. There was a lot going on. I'm glad Don was like cutting it short. He was just like, "I only got this." Literally, is only going to take about five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, Terry Crews was making some wild claims. So first, he was just like, he was like, uh, "Black Lives Matter leaders are militant and extremists." And I'll say, the obviously, like, people, when I think about, like, militant and extremist, when it comes to people who are, like, pro-Black, I'm thinking the Black Israelites. Mm-hmm. You know, like, kind of people who, who they talk a lot of stuff for, out of, you know, one way, but some of the other stuff that they're talking about, it's just, like, that's not going to help us either. Yeah. You know? And so... He claims that the Black Lives Matter leaders are are militant and extremists and that they don't want allies and call any black person that wants to work with 
white people or any other people, Uncle Tom's and sellouts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my issue with that is that's a complete like fallacy. Yeah. Every particularly this round of Black Lives Matter like protests, I have seen anyone who's considered like a leader in that movement, they have all been about, hey, we need allies. We need white people to care about our lives as much as we care about. That's that's like the essence of the entire message of Black Lives Matter, right? Like Black people know that our lives matter. It seems to be that there's an issue that society, the rest of society does not get that message. Mm-hmm. So how is it how is it that you you listen that you can listen to anyone who's a leader in Black Lives Matter or have seen how the movement has moved and say that they don't want allies? Like you can't be on social media these days and have not seen all the messages, all the memes, and whatever posts that have said, "Okay, if you're going to be an ally, this is what you need to do." Mm-hmm. So that that to me, I was just like, okay, so he's not really he's not aware. He's and not aware. No. I think um, when you look at Black Lives Matter, um, and we always see these things like, just because I say Black Lives Matter doesn't mean I think white lives don't matter. It's like we keep seeing these slogans. It's we just, the message is right there. It's so right it's like there. It's like black, does, it like black power doesn't mean, no, what was it? It's like black something doesn't mean anti-white. It just means, it's just something like equality. That's the only message that's trying to be right. spread. And, and not even just equality, equity. That's like real equity in this society. Um, and so his third point, which was, it was real, it started going down a rabbit hole that I think even Don Lemon was just like, what does this have to do with Black Lives Matter? But he was like, he he's basically said Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter's leaders need to be held accountable because I don't want to go from one oppressor to the next. Okay, so that's like, not even. He was like, what oppressor? Yeah. And so his response was like, well, it's just like, you know, there were the nine black kids in Chicago who have died since June 20th to today because of black on black gun violence. And then there's like the Atlanta child murders murders where there were 28 kids who were who were murdered and they're not saying anything about that none of the black lives matter leaders are saying anything about that okay go ahead go ahead first of all if i have to say it once i gotta say it a million times black on black violence is something that just happens because people Black people live in proximity to Black people. You're going to find Black-on-Black violence in New York, Chicago, L.A., Africa, France. Like, it happens all over the world. Just like white-on-white violence happens all over the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No No one says anything. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember this. Like, two years ago. There were like multiple white people. I think they were all kind of like mob related, Italian mob related, that they were like finding these bodies in the rivers in trash bags. 
I don't know if you know I Mm-mm. I remember that because I remember just kind of like reading them on my on my news feed but I never heard anyone say like oh my gosh these Italians like I never you never see that people glorify the Italian mob for the things that they've done to one another mm-hmm. and then many movies so many movies like glorified academy award winning movies yeah and i'm just like why is it that this is glamorized and just seen as like oh this is just like some fringe group and this only happens this only happened in this time i'm like no this stuff still happens white people are still killing each other like all over the world they're still killing each other and you never hear anyone say oh white on white violence you don't hear anyone say Hispanic on Hispanic violence. People in close proximity, wherever there's, wherever there's a lack of things or wherever anyone has access to weapons and there's a criminal element, people are going to wind up killing each other. And more so, people just have discrepancies. Right. And kill, like Before Europeans came over, not to take it there, but Native Americans killed each other. Exactly. <laughs> they had their own it, crews and they were having these battles in the field. It, it's just people kill each other. It's just a it thing. It's been this way As, since Cain slew Abel. Oh, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, this nigga had to go in. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you never, you, it, it, it bothers me that there are black people who still think this way. I actually unfollowed someone today because someone I knew from my high school, because he keeps posting this stuff like, well, before we can ask them to respect us, they have to, we have to respect ourselves. I was just like, I dare you to go to Philando Castile's family and tell him, tell them that, yeah, that the reason why you don't think that you won't support black lives matter is because you think black people need to respect ourselves first before the cops do, before public servants do. I had a friend that said that today to like, oh, when are we going to talk about black? And I get it. Talk about it. But that is not to be mirrored with what we're talking about with Black Lives it Matter. Shouldn't. It's like not even the same level at all. I was telling somebody, black on black, see, Okay, one guy, one black guy kills a black guy, right? And this, mm-hmm. you know, hood people. Oh, anyone, anyone actually. The, yeah. one, the one who commits the offense is going under the jail. Right. Like severely, they will be tried, convicted, goodbye. The thing for me, the biggest thing with Black Lives Matter is these people are killing people and not going to jail. To me, that is like the right. biggest, I mean, you know, that's just like the biggest thing of it to me. And like, it goes beyond this. It goes beyond when BLM started. Think of poor Emmett Till. The white lady didn't go, the one that lied on him. First of all, the, oh the, the ones that killed, the people that killed him and the lady that lied on him who admitted that she did. On her deathbed. Yeah, like, first of all, how do you even live with that for 50 years? But <laughs> like, how do you even, come on out? Because she believed that she was in the right about it. She, yeah. she wasn't going to tell anyone until she was ready to go and there was yeah. nothing left to do about it. And that. prior to statute of limitations was passed. I think like that was a part of it too. But my, mm. my thing is, um, that's what this is about. So it's, I'm not saying like they're saying like, oh, let's honor all the older people. But like, that's what this is for. On the shoulders of stuff like that. These people are doing these heinous acts and not paying for them. That is to me what this is about. 
So to me, black on black crime does not fit that at all. It does not level up in that same way. Correct. The other thing I'd like to point out, and this is specifically about his comments and just to our point about how he's unaware of things. So he talked about um, nine kids in Chicago having been killed due to gun violence. There are groups in Chicago. They literally had, there was a, a whole documentary about one particular group. They called themselves the Interrupters where they try to know about like all the beefs that are going on with between gangs and stuff and they literally try to they'll go up to to any of the i guess what they call agitators mm-hmm. and they'll try to like dissolve and resolve the issue before there can be gun violence so there are groups that are already working towards trying to end these um gun violence in these communities but the other part of it is if you don't want crime to happen give people better services give people better schools mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. police police budget should not make up more than 50% of your city's budget. And then your school budgets are like 10%. Like, what what's happening? Why is there such a discrepancy between the amount that's being allocated towards these groups? Mm-hmm. You know, have more public housing or not even just more, but also better more and better public housing. I'm tired of seeing homeless people on the streets. You know how it's like like it is it is an affront to what we call you know a stable society to see this many homeless people who can't get care for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know we treat them as though they're not people to begin with. Yeah. You know, that's disgusting. Or it's like Um, oh it's like oh you messed up. You didn't you know you messed up your life, so deal with it. Right. That's, that's the vibe right. I'm getting, how we treat, and, and veterans, which yeah. turn out to be homeless sometimes. So, yeah. Um, and then his other point about the Atlanta child murders. Do you know when the Atlanta child murders happened? Was it 80-something? When was it? 1979. Wow. Black Lives Matter did not even exist. Why would they be talking about the Atlanta child murders? that happened in 1979 that doesn't even make sense so and also i don't know if you ever watched mind hunters but it was a show on netflix and they were talking about serial killers they were essentially like it was a dramatization about the first fbi group that was in charge of investigating serial killers like what made them this way because what they found out what they saw was that they all had kind of like the same um like ways of killing their victims and this is stuff that started you know with like charles manson like all those guys they would do like the same type of thing every single time and so this one was unique because at that time all they knew was that serial killers were mostly white Mm mm-hmm and so now they're looking for a black serial killer and that's a completely different game because there's a whole distrust of white uh white i guess law enforcement officers investigating black men especially in the deep south where half the police force is part of the clan mm-hmm, or related mm-hmm. to someone who was in the clan absolutely so like you know that's a totally different 
that's a totally different situation. Why are you conflating all these things to Black Lives Matter? So Terry Crews, we have to sing you today. Absolutely. Um, save five Hail Marys and be on your way. <laughs> we are not Catholic. <laughs> Last thing I want to say, Terry Crews is not oppressed. I don't know what has happened to him in his past, but yeah, I don't know. the affluence that he has acquired in the last two decades, would, he is just not in the oppressed class. Oh, yeah. Oppressed group. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying he's unable to have anything done to him or his family, but for the everyday people who are out here, he is not in that realm. So, again, well, let's say this. I will. I won't say. Okay, in terms of like class, in terms of like financial, social status, yes, he is. He's he's got money, and like he can remove himself and move into neighborhoods where these things are less of a problem. So maybe he sees the world very differently now. Right. That's my. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Got it. Got. It. But the thing was, he was calling out a lot of the things that Black Lives Matter and like Me Too. He was taking advantage of a lot of that language and a lot of those sentiments to get people to side with him when he was being sexually assaulted or when he had um, made his whole sexual assault case public. Mm -hmm. And so for him to then go back and say, like, oh, this just we need to make sure that Black Lives Matter doesn't turn into only Black Lives Matter or no, he didn't even say that he said Black Lives Better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's what he said he said we need to make sure that black lives matter doesn't doesn't mutate into black lives better which like that's an all lives matter type of nigga that yeah and it's like i don't know where you're getting this language from but we don't we don't need your opinion the first time we don't want it you know no one's asking you for your help to be honest i think dave Chappelle already addressed the whole celebrity thing the streets are talking for themselves we don't need celebrities talking right now you should take heed yeah definitely yeah and that's where yeah that's for him well now that we've uh done our center of the week mm-hmm. we're we've moving had, on we've had altar call yeah we've had the altar call Oh, that's what we should call it. Right. I was like those confessions. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. yeah. We should we should do altar calls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well our saint of the week, who's been paying his tithes and offerings. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this one. We are going to give this to Will Smith and by proxy Jada Pinkett Smith. Okay. The reason why I'm giving it to Will Smith is because he has been an utter professional for as long as I know and as it pertains to his relationship with his wife I have never seen him you know especially now that he's on social media or anything I've never seen him do anything that has embarrassed her i have never seen him you know be caught up in some stuff that where it would just be like damn he was doing all of that you know what i mean um probably the worst thing he's done is be in some really bad movies 
Mm-hmm. That's about it. And I give it to Jada too because and also because he's kind of showed us that how to be a good husband, at least from a very far celebrity perspective. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't put his business out there. Neither one of them really do. Uh, you know, it's just like, nope, you can have a a very healthy relationship and keep everything to yourself. And I think that they come from that generation of celebrity where you didn't put out all your business like that to begin with, which I think we need to go back to because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, this stuff, is, this stuff is a little crazy. But I know you got a theory about this whole Jada Pinkett Smith thing, and I want to hear it. Well, set, set up the, um, the guy. Okay, so if you don't know already, um, August Alsina, who is an R&B singer slash rapper, um, he came out and said during an interview with Angela, well, here's the thing. He didn't actually say it, but he alluded to the idea that he had a very serious relationship with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, which seemed to it, it seemed to say that he had, that it was a sexual relationship and that they were having somewhat of an affair. Uh, now, whether I don't I don't even want to call it an affair because, like, to me, an affair seems like very secretive. But like, we don't know what Will did know or didn't mm-hmm. know. We don't mm-hmm. even know if it's really true, mm-hmm. but. It is basically set the internet's on fire. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's really interesting that we're always very attuned to kind of like what the Smiths are doing, particularly as it pertains to like their sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I, I'm always curious as to what that fascination is about. Cause they're like one of the few, they're one of the few celebrity couples that people feel that way about. Like people always want to know, like, are they? Do they have an open marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to get divorced? Mm-hmm. I remember those rumors were flying a couple of years back. It was like first of, they were going to get divorced. Then it turns out that they have an open marriage, mm-hmm. and now August Alsina has come out and it's basically been like, no, I I had a relationship for, with her for I, I forget how many months it was, but like basically she denied it <laughs> right 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 <laughs> which she should have um because it's a little it's, it is a little creepy to think mm-hmm. a woman her age granted they're both consenting adults so it's not i don't want to say that it's creepy but it's just kind of like august and her son are almost the same age yeah i have a very creepy theory but yes go ahead, go ahead. Right. No, no. What, no no what's the theory so i um want to agree with you first of all i want to say that they have always been this object of fascination, especially when it came to the rumors of their possible open marriage. And I, I agree with what you said about Will. He has been a cut above the rest. You really, really, really do not hear of him in any mess, any scandals. He's about mm-hmm. his work. He's about having a great time. They say one of his, his when his Instagram was made, it was one of the best things that social media has ever witnessed because it's just such yeah. a fun page. He does the coolest things. He always has this bright, he's like a bright light. I really don't call people that all the time, but he yeah. has such a bright light about him. Of course, we don't know everything about him, but I'm just saying like 
it's probably what we've been what we've been given for the last 30 plus years it's just a really bright personality so i want to agree with you on that so i was at work today and i was watching because i'm you know i'm not really up to date on music these days so mm-hmm. i was watching this guy he had like the pink hair that interview with angela yeah okay so i was just looking and you know i get in these moments i said something told me to read about this guy's past <laughs> <laughs> i mean i it just was a feeling that i don't usually feel and he right. the way he was talking he just seemed so scorned one mm. and i said it just gave me like mommy issues mm. so it's because, you know, on Tuesdays, I go to work early at 6 o'clock. It was like 6.30. And I said, let me get my information for tonight's episode. Right. So I said, EJ, go to Wik- at least Wikipedia. You know, they're okay with information. I said, <laughs> I said, read about this boy's anything with his family. Right. So I got it right here. And it said, actually, let me go to actual Wikipedia. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. What's that? August because i said this i said it's, and then you said oh are we gonna like question Jaden? like was he the same hold on how that right here personal life Mm-mm, early life with both his father and stepfather battling crack cocaine oh damn alcina's mother okay i read this wrong earlier it was very i thought it said alcina's mother moved to houston like she left him but, she, uh, but she, so I read it. I read it. Both of them. I read it wrong. But she moved him to Texas. Then uh, Hurricane Katrina, the father died uh, after his old. Sorry, Alcina had disagreements with his mother at some point and was kicked out. So whatever that, mm. whatever that may be, we don't know the extent. But when I was watching his interview with the pink hair, I just said. <laughs> That's just what I'm going to call it. Yeah, the pink hair is bothering you. Yeah, like, (laughs) it just gave me, like, he was looking for maternal love. And it may have turned into an affair, possibly. And I think think it just turned into, like, he got too emotionally involved. And she was just like, yeah, no. And (laughs) and it's just giving me me very scorned lover- kind of vibes what's really funny about about all this to me is like all the pictures of jada pinkett and august together i'm just like i'm like damn where did they find these like oh yeah are these photoshopped or are these real that was the thing that was bugging me and it, it was giving couple it was it was giving something not normal and then and then I, this is how you know like something was going on he he wrote a song and in the video uh okay this is really good i don't know if i don't know if you heard this so no, in, in the one of his songs it shows him texting someone and the lady's name is corinne uh-huh. corinne is jada pinkett's government middle name oh damn. so there's that so then he and you sure it wasn't corinne steffens oh was he dating that was he dating her i don't know you know who corinne steffens is right maybe i don't know but the superhead okay uh <laughs> that was a chick that 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 wrote that book, that tell-all video vixen. Oh, you know what's funny about that? I was watching the Boondocks like clips at work, and they were um, saying, um, "Jesus Christ!" No, the homies over hoes, and she wrote the, the tell-all book. <laughs> they were saying she was Corinne before Corinne was Corinne. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's actually funny how that all ties in. But 
don't know if it was it was like something with a K, and it was like that's Jada's government middle name. And but this is how this is how you tie it in. He was like in the in the video, he was texting her, and he was like, "You're just an actress," and sent oh, and wow. sent a gif. This is in the music video, and sent a gif of her, Jada Pinkett Smith. I was like, wow. I was, and this is in a music video. Ooh, it gets deep. This is, <laughs> yeah, so. Mad subliminals. <laughs> of course. Actually, that's not even a subliminal. That's, that's direct. direct. And he, he was like, oh, that's not a thing. I think he got carried away. Because when, when I was, I was like, okay, this dude is going in. I said, let me read about his life. And when mm-hmm. I read about that, whatever he got kicked out and all his family stuff, I said, oh, no. I said, I think, you know something happened emotionally and then it may have turned to something romantic and then she was she put him in his place that, that's basically what's happening she's like okay go over there you're playing with two adults now like right that's what right. that's the vibes i'm that's the vibe i'm getting from this from all of this she's like you're not gonna break up this marriage or whatever right. whatever they got you're not it's not even worth it i'm not leaving my husband for you it's nothing like that i may have had a little thing with you but no this is not a thing Right, and he's scorned. He's very scorned. She, she probably hit him with Bible verses, like yeah, anything. Like, <laughs> she probably hit him with like a Mark, what is it, Mark ten and five, where they talk about divorce. He was probably asking her, oh, like, this guy. so when you when you when you leave it will right, right, right. <laughs> it's like it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote this law. Oh, God. Jesus replied, but at the beginning of creation. God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be Please. united <laughs> to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. Right. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no, no one separate. Okay. <laughs> Look at you knowing a, a passage. I'm actually just reading it off oh, my computer. I was like... <laughs> I was like, are you saying more than two verses? Like, by memory? <laughs> I was like, hey, yo. No, but he probably seriously said something to the effect of, like, why can't we be together? Almost definitely. Something was emotion. Like, he was emotionally involved. <laughs> she responded on Twitter and said, a lot of healing needs to be done. Absolutely. She, you, yo, you about to, they about to clean, they about to wash him clean. Like, you, they about to not deal with this dude ever again. Oh my God. But you know what I thought was, before we go back to him, I thought it was interesting. I was watching like this red table talk from a while ago. Uh-huh. You know, she was saying some stuff like, we not even, we married, but we not, it's like something like, we don't even celebrate our wedding day. We just, <laughs> yo, the, the look her daughter was giving her was <laughs> utter, complete confusion shock just like <laughs> what are you talking about like she was like because you know like Jay, the joke with jada like she's so deep for no reason like she just makes stuff up so she, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. just like yeah we don't even celebrate our wedding day she's like that day she's like no nah, there's no wedding day there's we just we just like we just married we yo i gotta send you the video i was oh like what gosh. are you talking about the i gotta show you willow's face but yeah i, I thought that was interesting too but yeah that, so we, we can go to the guy now um, so wait, who do you think is to blame for this? Is it August Alsina? Is it Jada Pinkett? Or is it Jaden Smith? Well, all he Reason did was why, introduce them, right? 
he so he served up moms on a platter, or did he serve up August on a platter? I don't know. Okay, I if I can <laughs> if I can actually if I can actually Serving be the moms on a platter. <laughs> oh my god! If I can actually be objective, I'm sure that Jaden and this guy are friends. They are. That's the crazy part. I think he probably just came over to the house as a friend. I don't think Jaden would... I mean, I think he's a complete weirdo. Yo, he took Jaden into bed. It was just like, me and Mom's staying up to watch a movie. Yo. Well, you can't watch this movie. Are you serious? I don't know. Oh. Just... Yeah, I... I mean... Because I think there's like a six a six year age difference between the two, to be honest. Between Jaden, I mean Jaden and this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is really Jayden's young. He's young. He's like he's only twenty one. Oh god, he looks awful. He looks completely awful. I'm sorry. I just have to, I, I had to take a turn for a second. He just looks like. I almost wonder what rhetoric was in that house. <laughs> like oh, what what theology. What these kids being taught? Anyway, because if if you're first of all, if you're saying stuff like "Yeah, we don't even celebrate." Anyway, I don't want to get into that. I think who's at fault here? I mean, I don't know. These are two adults. If they start a romantic relationship, yeah, of course. I think, no. I think, uh, I think Jada kind of. Mm, t- I mean, here's the thing. I think this is this is August's fault because. Dude, all you had to do was shut your mouth. If the, if people were asking about a relationship with with Jada Pinkett and Will Smith's her husband, and you, in, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to like celebrity, are not that high on the list, especially since you took your your little hiatus. Why are you even talking about it? Like that, you could have just been like, "No, I'm not talking about that." Yeah. And the other thing is, if you're a side person, you just don't speak up about it. Exactly. I just, it's just like the rules of, it's just the rules of the of the game. I don't know How if Jada many... didn't, I don't know if she didn't make that clear. Well, I'm sure she did. She seemed like the person that would make that clear. Not even. The other thing is like, a lot of these R&B dudes, they write songs about side chicks and how they hold them down because they don't say nothing. So you already know what the rules are. You know that you don't, you're not even supposed to speak on it. Like if she, if she had enough trusting you to have this sexual relationship with, with you, even if we, again, we don't even know if this is true or not. We're just, we're taking this off of inference and just like what the fact that he didn't say he didn't give an absolute no to the comment, right? Um, so yeah, he should have totally just been like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm not talking about this," and that would been the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He could probably go into our sinners list, but this was, this was quite com- comical. Um, do you know anyone that's in an open marriage? Um, Candace and Jerome. <laughs> that's about it I do not know anybody in real life that's a good callback yeah I just don't Uh, yeah I don't I don't know anyone that is in one or at least they are not conscious of the fact that they're in one that or they're not telling anyone right do you think monogamy in a marriage is antiquated though okay 
Oh God. God, that needs its own episode, I swear. Um no, I think it can be done. Would you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think I won't oh, I almost said something dumb, like everybody wants to. Everybody does not want to do that. No. No, not at all. <laughs> um, or here's what I'll say. Do you think at a certain age monogamy starts to get overrated? And that you can separate your your actual like marriage and your relationship with this person versus a, a sexual relationship or or even a sec- separate relationship that you may have with someone else, but your marriage will always take priority. Can you have a relationship like that? So wait, say it again because I, I feel like I got lost. So. I think part of like having uh, an open marriage is not even just like just for sex. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Some people do, some people don't um, have those type of relationships. Like there are people who are, who believe in polygamy, which is where you actually have not just more than one sexual partner, but you also have like more than one actual relationship Mm -hmm. at a time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes, and, then and they, sometimes the other people will know about it. Right, right. Sometimes the other people, well, no. If you're if you're in a polygamous relationship, you're supposed. Well, I guess everyone's rules are different, but right, definitely. It, an open and honest one, had all parties involved are kind of like in the know, mm-hmm. right? And then there are people who have open marriages where they may they allow their partner to have like a hall pass, so. It's kind of like a no questions asked or, you know, whatever the communication is, like there are rules around it. Um, and what it is, is that, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, they cheated because they felt like their significant other wasn't giving them something that they needed in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people would be like, no, I still love this person. It's just this person doesn't fulfill this need of mine or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they might have found someone you know, who is outside of their marriage, who does, who can fulfill that need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my question is, do you think it's possible to have a, do you think, you know, after a certain age or at least a certain um, amount of time within your relationship, and I'm not talking about you, and I'm just saying a, a general you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's something that can help sustain your relationship by having an open marriage oh god um i wouldn't say age i would definitely say after a certain time i do Mm. think if you're married first not that i've been married but if you ever even dating if you've been dating for quite some time you're gonna something just does it's not there anymore i think something goes a little dry um you're, you're gonna look for Yes, that's who. You're going to go for like other thrills, like other, first of all, if you're married, and again, I'm not speaking from experience, I'm just speaking from object, being objective. I think yeah. if you're just going to, other things are going to come your way that are going to attract you. You're going to get other things from other people that you're not going to get from your spouse. And they're going to draw you sometimes. Um, do I think it can, I just think it depends on the person. Some people can, I mean, I don't know anybody like this because people are very right. possessive. 
But I don't know someone that can be like, okay, I'm your spouse, but that person gives you something else I'm not giving you. Like, usually people just do it out of reluctance. Like, okay, well, go ahead. Like, usually a lot of women do that. Like, mm. especially like when they get like, you know, 30 years into a marriage, if some young thing comes and the guy's over there having the time of his life, it's like, well, okay, I'm married. I got the, I'm in the will. I got this. Go have right. fun. Like, it's usually after <laughs> reluctance. Like, okay, go ahead. If you must. I don't know really many people, many women at least that are okay with like, okay, go, go have sex with anybody you want. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to some podcasts where, um, where they've had like, uh, people who've who are in open marriages they'll come on they'll tell you and it really is like dependent on who the person is i think it it takes a lot of trust and you have to be very secure in your relationship with the other person but also just in about like how you feel about yourself because i think a lot of the times you know, even in that in that Bible verse that I, that I just read, right? Like, there's a there's a model there for a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, if you're growing up as a Christian, like, that's something that is I don't want to say forced upon you, but you're taught this, right? Um, and in and in our society, which you know, I think for the majority of the world, most people are kind of like brought up under this. Um, under that same sort of like, I guess, idea of what a marriage is that is between uh, one person. But if you go to like a Muslim country, <laughs> a man can have multiple wives mm-hmm. based on, you know, who he is in society, how much money he has, right. you know, and I think, you know, it's not as simple as like, oh, I just want more than one wife. I think there has to be an agreement between him and whoever his first wife is mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they would even like bring up, bring on an additional person um, into their family. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, interesting times we live in because they definitely would not be having this same conversation 50, 60 years ago. Definitely not. Like, that was some underground type stuff. Yeah. Right I definitely agree. A lot of stuff is the way we've been conditioned. We've been told mm-hmm. our whole lives, our parents' lives, just pretty much all of Christianity, all the Abrahamic, except kind of like some, like you said, some Muslim countries, depending yeah. depending on who's doing what. Um, mm-hmm. We've been conditioned. One, you know, a man has one wife and, you know, that, you know, like that poly, polygamy, polyamorous stuff. That's not really welcome in our faith. Right. So, you know, our minds are not used to accepting such a thing. So it's mm-hmm. really difficult and kind of revolutionary when, you know, let's say a Christian says, okay, I'm going to have an open relationship. It's, it kind of goes against what we've been taught. But yeah. but that's why I'm just, these days, it's like, okay. But I think people just push the envelope these days. Like, okay, we've been taught that, but is that... Is that best for me? Is that right? Right. Is right. That, of course. Yeah. So I think that's, it, it's just a great time to be living in, honestly. Um, the, the question is, I think one of the questions is, is you have to, to answer for yourself is like, say, you, say your husband or your wife came up to you and was like, yo, so I love you. I love our marriage, whatever it is. But I've been having feelings for this 
other person that I met, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be like out on the town or, or just like, you know, at work, wherever most people wind up cheating on their significant other with someone that they're in close proximity with. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like they just, or I don't know, some people go to the whorehouse. I was just about to say that, Uh, you know, some people just feel like that's what they need to get it off. Right. Mm so say your significant other came up to you and sang, and was like laying it out for you. This is what I want to do. Um, and I want your permission. I wanted to talk to you about it because, I, you know, it's something that will impact our marriage or can impact our marriage. Is that a better conversation versus this person doing this thing under the dark, changing all their behaviors for the sake of you not finding out? Mm-hmm. And then you, I don't know, who who knows how this person finds out because of, you know, someone being reckless, like August Alcina mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coming out the woodwork and just like, you know, making, putting you on blast or, you know, your friend finds, you know, this, your significant other is hooking up with someone else and like it's giving you all this evidence or whatever it is, you know, what's a, what's a better way to manage a long-term relationship, particularly as it pertains to like marriage. So I think that that would be like the question you'd have to ask yourself as well. Yeah. I think um, one thing that has plagued humanity, and I'm going to speak for Christianity because I'm just very aware of it. Mm. We just do not communicate. (laughs) Nope. And we go into these relationships and marriages like not telling, I won't say desires. We just don't put ourselves out there. And yeah. then we go get what we, I'm not saying anything sinister, like no DL stuff. I'm just saying just like, even if that's what, if even if that was what it was. Right, I mean, right, right. Definitely. But you know, you, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that's sinister. I'm not, I, just, I think that's what I'm trying to do. I just, meant, <laughs> I, no, I just meant like, because I mean, in church world, that's like the worst you can yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right, that's right, like, right, right. Within it, within the context of Christianity, yeah, particularly in black churches, yeah, like that's being like on the, the DL worst. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, like even stuff like, okay, I want to do the sexual act, but I'm not gonna ask my wife because you don't, your wife doesn't do that, or like, right. And I think that's a lot of stuff is like that in our community. And I think I just think communicate so horrible. Uh, yes, it is, but. I mean, well, but we're we're, we're just different these days. Things are just so much more, especially between a couple who can walk down the aisle. People are just more communicative. Is that a word? People just communicate more these days about their sexual desires with with their spouse. I think like 30 years ago, you married the proper wife and, you know, you and then all that stuff you want to do, you go do it on the side. And right, it, right. it still gets done today, most definitely. But I think more so people are honest about their desires. So I think to answer your question, I think if you're married, well, first of all, sorry, I'm rambling. But like my original point is before you get married, I think you should put out everything on the table, what your desires are in a spouse. So mm-hmm. you may not have to have that conversation down the road. But right. if you do, and then you're late to the party and you now you want to communicate, I think it just depends on how the receiver is open to certain things. Yeah. Maybe they feel the same way. They just haven't said it. Um, it's just such a 
difficult even for me who I, I i consider myself more open these days to things it's just so hard to be like oh my god my my spouse who i love is getting something from someone else that i can't give them i that just you have to go to a place mentally to be secure in that right that right. someone it could be sexually it could be intellectually it can be anything charm suaveness just anything and i think right. you have to get to a place of security to know okay this person's going to come back to you but something that someone else gives turns them on and and i think i you know, these people be like oh like when you go to like a 40th wedding anniversary and like baby you don't only want that done it for me i think that's a lie right people be like right. oh, baby you the only one that i want <laughs> i think that's a complete lie i think uh... i admire the tenacity and staying faithful if they have truly stayed faithful because people don't always are not always honest and I think I admire that people have stayed together all that time, but don't ever say you haven't wanted anyone else because that's a lie. Right? Can if you if you've cheated on your wife and got caught, you can't even say that <laughs> and be truthful. At, yeah. At at your wedding vows, you're the only woman I want. Yeah. Like, no. Nah, son, you proved it. It's just a, it's just a lie. lie. People are. I think the beauty of marriage is the discipline. Yeah. More so than the fairy tale. There's no fairy tale marriage. I think mm. the discipline that people are attracted to others but do not act on it. I think that's the beauty of it all. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, you just oh God, come on. Like first of all, it's a, no, it's a noble pursuit to to say to swear off other people and to, you know, say that my life will only be for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that's it is a very noble pursuit. You, like you said, you just have to communicate Absolutely. exactly what it is, what your expectations are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, for your spouse, for yourself and for your relationship, you know? And I think it's hard, particularly if you've grown up with one mindset, but you want to do something else. It's hard to, to like, I guess, get the words out to that person particularly like if you think that they've had you know a similar upbringing to you absolutely you're kind of assuming what they're going to say absolutely and that's a hard conversation to have absolutely um, and you also don't even know how how that will what what repercussions they'll be down the road mm -hmm. you know because who knows they get divorced and then they feel so offended that you would even bring this mm -hmm. up to them because mm -hmm. I've had I've tried to have conversations with women that I've dated not necessarily about sex but like just conversations like and like either my opinion on something sets them off mm. and they're like I can't believe like you think this way or blah 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 and I'm just like I'm like damn like yeah like sometimes it's like you want you want to be truthful and and be as open as possible and i think that's the best policy but then sometimes it's just like you kind of get nervous because it's like i don't want to say this and then have to deal with the repercussions of what this of what me saying this to this person is going to mean yeah you know what i mean so it's like i'd rather just hold this to myself before you know, saying it or, you know, or not saying or choosing not to say it at all. Definitely. I think um, 
that's a part of communication. And I think that's just a part of society that we've, and I keep saying Christianity, I'm sorry, but that's just what I know. Like yeah. you don't talk, you don't feel that way about that. You don't support that over there. You don't right. do this. So when you come up with, when you're dating these people who, you know, who have this mindset and that, and I think a lot of people that are very conservative, they have their spouse made up in their mind, how they're supposed to be, how they're supposed yeah. to act, yeah. you know, what we're going to follow, what we're going to, what's like, what's appropriate for us to, you know, stuff like that. So when you break yep. that mold, you're kind of going out of their vision board for what their spouse or long-term boyfriend supposed to be. Yeah. And I will say, I think that's how affairs do start. And I know this because I, there's a movie that I love. It's, it's very old. It's from the 18. So the movie was made in the nineties, but it's from the 1870s. This guy mm. was going to get married, very high society marriage. And he didn't talk about certain things to his fiance because she was very limited in her views about the world. But however, yeah, yeah. this, her cousin came very worldly, questioning society like why why are we doing this crap so then they began to bond that way mm. so i think you know again communication is key i think you should present yourself as you are and i know this i might i might take it's my anything particular you should i know from things i've seen present yourself how you are and let the person you're dating decide if they're yeah. going to be with you because all that pretending is going to backfire <laughs> Definitely does. All that pretending, and I don't, it's going to backfire. And you know what the worst part about it is? Usually, what winds up happening is the person that you're pretending for, they'll pick up on it. It may take them some time, but they'll pick up on it because you're not acting like yourself. You're not being natural about these things. And then you be mad that you did all this work trying to pretend to be the person that they wanted. Yep. because you wanted them that bad yeah um, and and for whatever reason for oh god like it's, it's crazy and then you'll be miserable you'll be yep. you'll be miserable and then you'll be searching for outlets and you know you, you just and then people will just get messed up like with these affairs and people fall in love with the side chick then the side chick wants you to leave your wife for them and then they don't then they don't do it now you got this mess like i i can't i can speak i can write a class about this <laughs> so from my stuff I've seen in my life, my whole life. So, yeah. you know, it's just unfortunate. And then people, now you're messing up several people's lives where honesty is the best policy. Yep. But, you know, I, I give people slack who didn't grow up in our day. I, I always say to you, especially on this, um, on our recordings, we, we live in one of the best times to be alive. Yeah, It's very much like, this is where I'm at. If you do not agree with me, I still demand your respect, but that's just not where I'm at. This is where I'm at. You know, 30 years ago, you just couldn't do that. Everything was very conventional. That's a good word, conventional. Mm. You you follow this path, whatever, what have you, especially in church and black church and all that. So people really didn't stand out on their own with their own theories, especially not to their spouse who I'm supposed to marry and that and be honorable and all this crap. <laughs> Could you imagine a woman in the 60s going up to her husband being like... So I want to try this open marriage thing. <laughs> yeah, or like I want to try this position. Like, are you, like some wild stuff. And he'll be like, you like, ain't no whore. Right. <laughs> like just the stuff we like, I'm like, yo, your wife is coming to you saying she wanna do something, some wild joint. 
and you and you can't do it. I I've heard of this stuff. Like people be like, I can't do it with you. You're my wife. Just wow stuff. So, but then it makes me wonder, what were y'all doing when y'all were dating? Nothing. That's horrible. A lot of these people don't. They don't touch. Okay, if you're really okay, if let me whoever's listening, let me just school y'all for like really conservative Christian marriages. A lot of people don't have sex before marriage, which is unbelievable. But some people do it because they want to keep that for now. They're having sex on the side with other people, but like for this one, there's like they're keeping them high. Like, no, I'm cute. It's like they think they're doing the right. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing, but that's how society does. That's how society sets you up. Right. That's how I feel. <sighs> well, are you watching Greenleaf at nine? Oh, you know I have. I need to catch up on stuff. I got. I have forgot that it was back on. How many episodes are they in? Uh, tonight's the third. Third. All right. I'm gonna try and catch up, and then we we can discuss that. Yeah. Ooh, what a day! This is like two hours, like an hour and a half. It's probably actually gonna be about an hour, a little bit over an hour, bro. Like these. This was some good topics today. <laughs> I think we should have like a. I think we should have one about marriages and open marriages and stuff. Like just really just go ham on it. It's such a heavy topic in like relationships and commitment and communication. Yeah. I think we should definitely have a talk about that. All right. Well, are we done? Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, let me parting words, benediction. Communicate, mm. communicate, communicate, communicate. Yes. And I, I I'm not just talking relationships, I'm talking friendships, family. There's a respectful way to communicate with people where you can say, you can be who you are, of course, in your own time, but communication is so key. It's, a, it's just a beautiful thing. That's all I want to say. That's the benediction. All right. Well, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy <laughs> Spirit, oh, oh <laughs> you are dismissed. I like uh, that though. I like that. I like you are dismissed. I do like that. All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Peace.